Hey everyone, welcome to and aloha from Hawaii and episode 87. This is a rewind episode, a special edition, if you will, of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, a podcast of the Florida Hospital Church in Orlando, Florida. Being that I am your host and I am for a second week not on the mainland, we are going with a rewind special edition re-look back at the past. And this week it's episode 15, which was called A Place for Prostitutes. And this message was by a, oh man, a very special guest and a very special friend of mine, Bill Crofton. This message was really dealing with labels which we sometimes feel like it's just an innocent tool that we use to categorize or assign relevance to a wide array of objects and situations. But when they're actually assigned to people, these labels, they're rarely removed for better or for worse, and it's usually for worse. This message took a look at how do we keep from derailing the belief that God could or would use someone even with our own brokenness. How could he use us? And the good news is that he can. But that's giving away the whole episode before you even press play. So, without any extra explanation, I invite you to listen to episode 87, which is episode 15, A Place for Prostitutes. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 15 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. Uh, your weekly midweek break to reconnect with church family and the topics that we are discussing. We take a look at last week's message and give you a peek into what's upcoming as well. This week, there are three of us in the studio, although it's not who you might expect. It's me and Jeff and Bill Crofton, who brought us our message. Welcome, guys. Good to be here. Nice to join you. Nice to join you. Thank yeah. you for joining us. But before we begin, don't forget to check out last week's podcast, Sodom, Gomorrah, and Jericho, which was kind of two messages in one. We kind of – I know Bill's giving me the, the stink guy over here going, that wasn't all one. But really it was one podcast, two messages. We covered both weeks two and three of this series that Andy and Jeff both uh, each took one of those sermons. And we decided that things aren't always what they seem within the nuances of good versus evil. You didn't see my air quotes. And people getting what they deserved. It's a great reminder that we don't see things and people as God does. Always a good reminder for us. You can find all of our episodes on Spreaker by going to hospitalchurch.org slash podcast. Uh, there's also available on mobile apps for Android and Apple. We're on iTunes, so please subscribe there. That way you won't miss an episode. And please share with your social networks. And you can find us as well on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all those good things. And text us your thoughts on today's program, 407-965-1607, or email us at podcast at hospitalchurch.org. This was week four of our current series, Rated R for Relevance, here on the podcast. And uh, to get things started, the first thing I thought of when I heard you begin to preach this sermon, and I thought I had a preconceived idea of where we're going with Rahab. But I quickly found out that this was far more than a story of just Rahab. I mean, that was the you know that was the the title, and she's definitely there. But this went to me went a lot deeper. It was I felt like it was a roadmap for anyone of faith to realize their beauty, their significance, and their value in the story of redemption. And sometimes that's hard to find. And it's also about something that I think we can all relate to: that labels stick, and bad labels stick a lot longer than good labels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rahab the prostitute, Naaman the leper, Thomas the doubting one, Mary Magdalene the demon possessed, Zacchaeus the tax collector. That might be the worst one, actually. Prostitute, yeah, I think the tax collector is probably worse. Negative labels always stick longer for better or for worse, but 
sometimes it's for the better, and that's where you got me. Sometimes those, in spite of those labels, God can do amazing things. Um, explain what you were thinking when you came into this message about about Rahab and about these people and about these labels, because our lives are a mess, and you, you brought that out to begin with. What, what was the what was the the main driving force that brought you to this message? You, you said it well, Randy. I'm, I mean, a matter of fact, I wish I'd have had that line <laughs> last week. That, that, that been, usually happens here. Actually, <laughs> that would have been. We come good. here and talk with Randy, and it's like, oh man, I wish I said that in my sermon. Why didn't I say that? I, I think I think that that was that was the driving force to me. That don't let the labels that are put on us. Uh, or the negativity that we've experienced in life, because we all have, or the messes we go through, don't let that hinder your journey and and your uh, journey towards stronger faith and deeper relationship with God. Just keep pressing on. Uh, I, I and, and as you mentioned that, it made me think of something. I didn't I didn't say this in the sermon, but I really can't imagine Rahab um, once she joined the Israelite nation and became a but what would we say? A member, a uh, uh, proselyte, a proselyte, yeah, not a prostitute, but she, proselyte. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the prostitute <laughs> no, became a proselyte. There you go. <laughs> I can't really imagine her ever setting up another brothel. Oh, n- because of yeah. you know, looking where she came from and what God has done. Because okay, I, I've come through messes. Yeah, and sometimes, often coming through those messes, and I look back and I thank you. It's a, it's a, it's a driving force to me. Not to go back, you know, just to keep moving on, keep moving on. Right. You know, you look at it from the standpoint of, I mean, we can go here, I think. Um, who else in that town would God have used? In, and because you got to hide spies. Yep. You got you to gotta find somebody that's that's in the evening, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awake. That was smooth. Yeah. I mean, this is a... This is a one of those things where I think it, God used that person and that, even though we've, you know, we talk about it in terms of would she ever do this again? And she, she was there. God used her and it needed to be that way. Yeah. I, I don't think we look at it sometimes in that direction. Yeah. I, I've thought about that too. And I asked this question and it lingers with me. Yeah. Who, who else in that town? I mean, according to scripture, they, they all knew what God had done. They all knew the stuff that had been going on. The, the miracles, the spectacular things that had happened, the the other the other um, uh, civilizations. Uh, maybe that's not the right word. The uh, tribes of people who had been, mm-hmm. you know, uh, thrown out. In effect, thrown yeah. out. Because they knew the stories. Sure. And I and it looks. It appears like most of them believe that. Yeah, these walls are probably going to come down. <laughs> and I often wonder what. I often wonder one: how many people were in her house? Yeah. At the time, at the time they at were the delivered, time bring the, how the, many people were there? I mean, she probably knew a lot of people. She probably knew a lot of people. <laughs> she was well connected, probably better than the JPD. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> and I mean, that always intrigues me. Yeah, that that part too. I got to thinking afterwards. She had a whole new career afterwards. I mean, she probably could have made her way after. You know, hey, I can I can get if you want to be saved. Here's your deal, but I need this in the end. You know that kind of a thing. And she actually dealt. She was doing deals with the uh, you know with the, yeah. with the with Caleb and Joshua. She lied easily, well, too, and I, I before I forget, I, I, yeah, she threw that lie right out there, right? Yeah, they're not here, they're and here. and that's, and I got to tell you, that's comforting for me because I've lied. Uh, really? <laughs> no, I mean, okay. I mean, oh man, is this really, confe- it's confession time? 
I didn't think we were going that deep today, but um, one of the things, you, and you actually, this was one of your points in the in in the sermon. I think we need to realize that God, I think God looks at it and, and he says, watch who I'm going to use this time. Mm. You know, he uses mm. the most unusual, sometimes the most unlikely, um, which I, which like, like I said, was one of your points, but I think there is a part of that in all this too. He wants us to see that he can use for his purposes, anybody, anyone from any age to any occupation. Yeah. And and you know that you mentioned the mess thing, and that line stuck with me because you, Jeff, you you've been in youth ministries a long time in your life. Um, kids come with, at least the kids I've, I've I can remember the most have come with telling you stories, and they feel like they've really messed up. And you know what hope is there for me? I mean, they come that way. Yeah, the sure. girl we had baptized in Costa Rica. Remember See, that now, conversation? Now yeah. look at this. Now speaking of people taking people's other people's statements, I mean that's <laughs> that's where we were headed with this. But thanks oh, a lot, okay. Bill. Sure, no problem. We'll get to that later. Get it? No. <laughs> Actually, uh, what made me well, the one thing that the quote that stood out too was the. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her first name, but Robin Roberts, her mother, mm-hmm. uh, Robin Roberts mm-hmm. from Good Morning America, on her struggles with cancer, her mom told her before she before her mother passed, uh, "Make your mess your message." You know, cancer's made your life a mess, but make your mess your message. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wow, that's." And it seems so easy sometimes, and that led me directly. You'd quoted Matthew one twenty one, for he shall save his people from their sin. Mm-hmm. And it led me into that first point where you your first point was our mess is our message. And speaking of that, a girl got baptized while you and I were on a trip with uh, Mission 517 in Costa Rica just last week, week before last. No, last week, mm-hmm, last week. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because sometimes our mess isn't comfortable to be our message. And, you know, here I am. It's we've been out all day. And I'm thinking, I went and ran, took my run on the beach, and I'm like, I'm going to go have this pie that everyone's been talking about, this little pie and coffee shop down on the beach. I'm like, I got to get me some pineapple pie, and I got to get me a double cortado. I'm going to wash it all down. It's going to be so good. I just Move wanna, on with the story, okay? okay I want to go back now. And I just got, right? And I just got, I kind of just had made up my mind I'm going to go, and then this girl shows up and it's like, hey, what you doing? And I'm like, uh, should I say what I'm going to do? Because then maybe she'll want to come with, and I really just kind of want to be by myself. And But, you know, I kind of felt like I was supposed to, so I did. And so we ended up going down the beach, get the pie. We're sitting there, and all of a sudden she just brings up out of the blue this baptism and that she's struggling with it. And she's like, I don't know why, but I, you know, kind of feel comfortable. And we just started talking and, you know, we had this whole conversation about, you know, I don't know what, I don't know if I should do this. I mean, I'm scared that I'll, I'll fall. And I'm like, well, you know, that's kind of happens to all of us. We, if we've been baptized, some of us a long time, we still fall every day. And we kind of went through the thought process. And then of course she talked to Reynolds and, you know, the, what the six of us ended up at the beach a couple of days later and got to be part of something very, very cool. And it stuck that, it's so cool when you open yourself up and you let your message, you know, your mess be your message. And when someone else can see that you've done the same mistakes, you've done the same journey, and yet you still go, I don't care. Yeah, God's got me. And I once you quit worrying about the rest of it and go, God has this, he's going to take care of me. And I just, I'm doing the best I can for him. And it, I think that, you know, it was part of what helped her make up her mind and for it to be used, even when you didn't want to be necessarily, you just kind of wanted to ignore it. So that was, that was, that hit home for me. When you started talking about it in the message, that was immediately what God brought into my mind. 
and just to encourage people that, you know, your mess is your message 100%. I appreciate you saying that, Randy, because I really, when you told me that story down there, and I know, I know this young lady uh, well, and she was struggling with this for quite some time. I'm not so sure she would have taken the step to go on ahead and gone in the water unless she could have been, um, unless she could have heard your story. And, and somehow find and find uh, hope that oh okay well yeah no I really I really do believe that and I think if we can if we can look at that and say you know and Andy Andy shared this with me over the year you know come on Bill we're all screwed up you know mm-hmm. and then God loves us anyway and when I look at the mess that scripture to me I see a lot of mess there that yeah. God just you know we're going to record it that's comforting that's to me that's helpful because maybe I'm the only one that's a really, really big mess, but that's always been inspiring to me that, okay, there's hope for all of us. Yeah. He loves us. Yeah. And when someone comes up after you and says, you know, what you shared was super important to me, you know, that, I mean, that's what we're here for, honestly. I mean, you know, if that's, if one more person is in What prevents, now when you ask this, what prevents us from being that vulnerable and and saying, yeah, I'm a mess? You answered that question. Do you think that people are reticent to, "Ah, I'm not going to talk about my mess. Yeah, I do think they're reticent. I think that we've the other side of this whole conversation is that we also are very good at judging other people and making our messes look less than what they we think they should be by taking somebody out. And but but you answered that in your sermon. Yeah. Because you said if mm-hmm. you've been abused and accused, God mm-hmm. can use you. But that's a reason not to. If you've been duped, beggled or befuddled, God can use you, but there's reasons not to. If you've been criticized, if you've been defeated and depleted, God can use you. But those are all the same reasons. I mean, those are reasons yeah. that you have the mess, but those are the very reasons that people go, I don't need everybody knowing my junk. Yeah. But and it takes a, I don't know, it takes a certain comfort within yourself to realize. And I think it's the closer you get to realizing that, man, I've got nothing figured out. It, it makes it easier because when you see that you can help someone, the first time that that happens, I think it becomes easier. You, you quoted a scripture, Matthew one. Matthew one twenty one. Jesus will save us from our, our sins. sins. And, and sin. Something just yeah. hit me when you said that. So correct me if I'm wrong. He, it's not that we're not going to sin again, right? He's not right. saving us from ever sinning, right? Right. Right. He's saving us from the condemnation of sin. I mean, I'm I'm stamped. I'm I'm saved, right? I, I grew up in the Adventist Church, but at the time I grew up, we had a very very behavioristic idea of the whole salvation sure. thing. Yes, you're saved by faith, but, but, but you yeah, know, always the but. And and I could never stamp my my name with I'm saved, you know, regardless, unless I just turn my back and walk the other way and never talk to him again. I I'm part of whatever that, and yeah. I think that's part of it. From the condemnation, I'm gonna mess up. I'm still messing up. But I'm yep. still growing. So does that make sense? No, I think it makes makes really good sense. I think as I look at the story of, of Rahab, I think she recognized, yeah, she wasn't anything special except for the fact that she she found where God was. Um, and I think that's the piece. I mean, she saw those gentlemen. I don't know. If she pursued them or they pursued her, I don't know the whole the whole ramifications. I'd like of that. to know that whole story, yeah. by the way. Okay, yeah. Yeah. why did they show up at her? Yeah, house? exactly. What? Ha- how did they even know about her house? Right. Exactly. <laughs> did their wives know they went <laughs> to her? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, back, I'm back resting. But it's it's all of that. It's it's where where she was placed, and I think that she when when the when the opportunity presented itself, she. 
she was on it yeah. and she realized she go. And I think it was before they even got there because she had heard the stories about Israel passed around town and so forth. She knew the fear. And so she, she reiterates that. So I think as soon as it came to her, she was maybe the Holy Spirit's been re- working on her. She was receptive and she knew exactly where she wanted to go with it. And I think that's the piece of, yeah, we all have messes, but as we, as we look at our lives and we hit, sometimes we have to hit rock bottom before we start to see those things. And we were able to get back up and go, you know what? I remember him or I remember her. I remember what that was in my life and what, what good that was. And so I, I think the Holy Spirit's probably working on her and the Holy Spirit works on everybody like that. See, I'm glad you just said that because I didn't bring that out. I, I don't believe that, that she knew those fears and she, she yeah. had that fear. There's some bad stuff happening out there. Yet she still pursued. Pursued it. And so it had to be the Holy Spirit, didn't it? Working on that, telling, talking, impressions, and she and she followed it. Yeah. I mean, is it that simple? But you got to be, you have to be open to it as well. So yeah. even though you think that, oh, well, you know, prostitute, or even if she was a madame or however, you know, running the brothel, or if she was the whole enterprise herself, you think, oh, well, they wouldn't have that kind of a connection. So it just proves, that just proves to me that... Mm. And I've seen it in my own life that you can be a horrible sinner and the Holy Spirit will still come after you. You know, he's not going to stop. He's still going to. Well, we're all horrible sinners. Well, yeah, right. That's a great point, though. But, you know, he, but still, exactly. he still pursues us. He still pursues us. But he still pursues us. And I think yeah. that might be one of the things as we wrap up here. I would encourage you, if you haven't heard the sermon from this past week, it was a fabulous sermon. There's lots of, there's five points total. And we don't have time to go through each one of them because we could have a half an hour on each of these points because each one of them in their own has a lot of um, just a lot of power in the overall message. But one thing that I wanted to to take away from today was that real grace always touches someone else. And Bill, you mm-hmm. you you wrote in the end, you kind of finished with, I'm justified by faith alone, but because I'm justified by faith through grace alone, but grace is really never alone. When you get saved, you don't work to be saved, you work because you are saved. You don't work for salvation, you work from salvation. R is for redemption. And I think if there's one thing that we can take away just in the short time we've had today, again, as we wrap up, as a Christian, these might be the most important words we'll ever take into heart, and furthermore, the the most important words we'll ever take and put into practice if we realize that everyone has that potential to be redeemed and that you know salvation is ours to work from once we know – once we've made that decision – just keep going for it and know that God and the Holy Spirit is going to pull you through. So again, if you've missed Bill's message, please do go back to the website, hospitalchurch.org. And if you click right on the upper left-hand corner under sermons, you'll find archives and you can watch that uh, sermon. And also, this Hey guys, thanks for joining us on this Rewind episode. This is the final of the two-week Rewinds. Next week, we will be back on Wednesday morning as normal with a new episode, and we will try to catch up on these past two weeks and what we've actually been talking about here at the church versus these older episodes. So tune in next week for episode 88, and we'll talk to you then.